0: Welcome to Clear the Clutter. My name is Margaret and this podcast is where I give you practical and spiritual advice to get your time back so you can finally spend it how you really want. Hello, hello! Welcome to today's episode. So today is episode forty-nine, and we are going to be closing out the year in a little bit of a different bang than what everyone else on the interwebs is talking about. Um, last week's episode, episode number forty-eight, I really talked about um what it was like when you were outgrowing your container, as I called it, and there was tons of plant analogies in there because you know I'm I'm all about the plant analogy. But what I wanted to focus on, um, and I intentionally doing an episode during Christmas, um, not only to spend time with my family, but what I wanted to truly focus on was archiving memory. So, depending on when you're listening to this, if you're listening to it live, if you're listening to it after the fact, um, after the holidays, um, 2021 is basically in the wraps, you know, a couple more days and we will be in 2022, which is a little trippy to think about. But if you're like me, you would have spent some time with family. And of course, normally that means taking pictures, taking videos, maybe throughout Christmas or the holidays, um, you got other things that were given to you or mementos that you want to keep. And I have been kind of hinting about it in the background uh, about a course I wanted to come out with called Archiving Love. And the entire intention behind the course was I wanted to give my insight onto how I archive all of these things that I truly do love. So I go into examples of how I archive pictures and videos. And in 2022, in January, I'm going to be releasing um, a couple new, um, I guess you could call them videos. Yeah, they are video, but videos for the course. And so what I wanted to do was I kind of wanted to go into the mindset behind the Obviously, if you're interested in the course, you can either go ahead and look at the show notes or the show link on your episode feed, however you're listening, or you can go to margarestevens.co.com slash archiving dash love and it'll pull it right up but basically what I wanted to do instead of just talk about the course because everyone can do that they always just talk about their courses right I wanted to give you the mindset behind the, you know why did I sit down why did I turn the camera on why did I fuss with the ring light and record why did I cry on camera all of those things right so let's dive in and of course just like everything else I'll give you three three but three journal prompts at the end of this episode so you can decide a if the course is even right for you or not, or you can go ahead and just use it to go ahead and archive some of the own, your own memories that's going on in your life. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to give you, again, the mindset behind all of it. So the mindset behind all of it really came around when Ben and I, I don't know, let's say mid-20s, right? We're mid-20s. And I go on the sales page about the story of how I had about a 20 gig hard drive back in the day when hard drives were the thing, I had an external hard drive and I had tons of pictures and videos and all this stuff in the hard drive all backed up because again, the cloud wasn't really a thing yet. It kind of was, but it was expensive and no one really trusted it, it wasn't mainstream. So I had all these pictures, all these videos backed up. And then, I don't know, we always used to joke that I would go through electronics about every six months because I got really upset or really excited and I would just short-circuit everything. Um, You know, this was before people thought about vibes and energy and frequencies. And like, literally, I could just look at something and I swear to God, I would short-circuit it. I can't tell you how many computers I used to go through, cell phones, all that stuff. Well ironically, one of the things that short-circuited was my backup hard drive. And I was like beyond hysterical. I was crying. Snot was running down my face. I was like losing my goddamn mind. I was like, oh my god, all of these memories are just gone. Thank god what Ben ended up doing for me is he ran to Home Depot, spent $200 that we totally didn't have, bought this little teeny tiny wine chiller just so he could like specifically get a hard drive to a super, super, super cold um, temperature. And then thank god he was in. back in the day, and he spent, like, at least, it had to have been at least two weeks recovering as many photos and videos as he could. Obviously, during that time, I was scouring all my Facebook stuff. Um, I had just deleted my MySpace. You can tell how old this is. But, like, I had just deleted my MySpace, so all my pictures from that were obviously gone because, again, I had backed them up into my hard drive, so I was like, oh, who cares? No one needs them, duh. (laughs) But, you know, I had all this stuff everywhere, reached out to friends, reached out to um, Ben's aunt who had done all of our wedding photography professionally, got as much as I could back. And I really genuinely try not to think about what I lost because obviously you can't go back in time and get it, but it it broke my heart. And back in the day, I couldn't wrap my, I couldn't express why it broke my heart. Now, obviously a decade basically later, I can tell you that for me, I am very, I don't know, I'm very introverted in the sense that I love my family, I love my friends, but like a lot of stimulation just overwhelms me just way, way, way too much, way, way, way too fast. And which is ironic because my my job, my day job right now is, you know, basically being a retail parts manager. So it's crazy how you've got these competing things that like, you know, spark one part of your nature and (laughs) exhaust the other part of your nature. But what I wanted to point out is what I was trying to accomplish, why I was so hysterical and I couldn't put words to it was for me, pictures and photos and physical mementos to me it's like a little snapshot it's like kind of um They're called memory palaces. I don't know if you've ever heard of them or not, but basically what you could do is you can use a specific either picture or photo or name or place or something, right? And you can use it as an anchor. And then in a memory palace, what you do is you actually take the, let's, I don't know, let me think of something so it makes sense because this example clearly is even if I'm saying. So squeaky pigs, right? Demon and Holly and Kinko's right now are sleeping in the office while I'm recording this episode. Holly and Demon are genuinely obsessed. It's a $5 squeaky pig and it doesn't matter the colors they love them to pieces so uh- A thing in a memory palace could be, okay, well, every time I see a squeaky pig, I think of Holly and Demon. It's an anchor for you to go back to maybe a memory in general or even a specific memory. What I didn't recognize was photos and videos and, you know, physical mementos are that for me. It is my quote unquote memory palace. It is my anchor. It is my snapshot to go ahead and remember something. You know, part of it being an Aquarius and being who I am and all the bits and bobs that make up me i don't necessarily think back a lot and go back and remember something i need quote unquote the magical trigger and then i will be like oh yeah we did this or we did that or we went here or we did here or, or whatever the scenario is i don't just remember stuff without having quote unquote a trigger like One thing, for example, at work, and I won't do it on the podcast just because it'll be messy, but if I'm trying to remember something, what I'll do is I'll snap my fingers like three times. I probably look like I'm crazy, but it's my trigger to go ahead and remember something. So again, for me, photos, videos, and physical mementos are those quote unquote triggers. And when I remember that stuff, it's not just like, oh cool, I have this memory. Like I remember, like, so if I'm looking at the squeaky pig, right? (laughs) We're just gonna run with squeaky pigs today, apparently. If I'm looking at the squeaky pig, I'll. I'll instantly start remembering what it feels like, how my heart warms up, how I I smile and how much I love my fur babies. And I'm just remembering Holly and Demon, and Demon loves to take the squeaky pig and he'll shove it in his mouth. And then his favorite thing is not to chew on the pig and squeak it. He'll take his pig and he'll shove it against my leg or he'll shove it against Ben's leg or the couch and squeak it against something. It's the cutest little thing. I love the memory. I laugh every time he does it. It just brings me so much joy. So with Holly, Holly isn't necessarily a big squeaker either but what she does is because we have like 20 of these things throughout the house you know even after the squeakies are gone they love to keep them you can, you can never in my household never throw a squeaky away without the dogs not being able to see you because like they will lose their damn mind but like Holly so Holly's thing with the squeaky is I'll take a bunch of squeakies out we'll be playing I'll be chucking them demon will do this cute little bounce thing on them and squeak them because he, again he likes to make the sound he doesn't like to squeak it with his mouth. But Holly, which he doesn't realize in the background, is Holly's going around and grabbing all these squeaky pigs. And what she'll do is she'll sit on them like a little dragon with her like gold. And it is the cutest little thing. So again, this silly little pig gives me such joy and such great memories of my babies. And it makes me happy. And my my body and my vibe and my attitude, everything instantly changes. And that's what memories are for me. That's why when I was trying to figure out the name of the course, I was like, okay, well, clearly it's all about love because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to remember the emotion, the feeling, and the energy of what I was doing at that time. It didn't matter if it was, you know, a squeaky pig or if it's, uh, you know, Kinko's right now sitting in a box on my desk because that's when I'm happy or, or whatever the scenario is. I'm trying to remember love because love, um, if you don't know, it's one of my core desire feelings, uh, which is totally a Danielle Laporte. But love to me is like the foundation of who I am. Love is where I get my passion from, where I get my creativity from, where I get my strength from. Love is such a huge huge part of who I am that what I'm doing is I'm trying to tap into that love. I'm trying to tap into that feeling and that emotion again. So hence why you know a decade ago I couldn't explain it but for me it felt like you had taken all my love mementos and just like gotten rid of them and again hence why I was freaking hysterical. So what I have done over the last decade is I've created a super simple system, I can't say that fast, <laughs> a super easy system to go ahead and remember all of these things. Because again, our lives has been very, very busy. And you know, we've had uh, dogs come and go within our lives, especially unfortunately, since we rescue pretty much all of our animals, they have a little bit of a shorter lifespan than otherwise expect. Or we've moved or we've started enclosed closed businesses, or we've gone on vacation, or whatever whatever the scenario is. So I'm like this little, let's call me a dragon because apparently I'm a dragon and I like squeaky pigs, but I'm like this little dragon collecting all of these little trinkets and memories. And it's not in saying like I'm a hoarder because if anything, I'm probably one of the most minimalist people in my family. You know, Ben and I have like minimalist offs, you know, oh my God, God forbid you let us watch the TV show Hoarders, then like half the shit in our house gets, you know, either donated, recycled or thrown out. But I, I like to keep these mementos. I like to keep these these little archive love moments, hence the name of the course, Archiving Love, because it's just such a a level of joy. And the other side of it too, is it brings me comfort. Um, In one of the videos, I ended up recording it right after Ben's grandmother had passed and she was like my best. Like she was like a ride or die boo for sure. didn't matter that she was Ben's grandmother. She was old as dirt. She was crotchety. I loved her to fucking pieces. Again, when she passed, I was like super fucking hysterical because it came out of left field. Like obviously I knew she was getting ready to pass. Like it wasn't like, oh, she, you know, instantly just randomly died. But I had just talked to her like two days before. So Ben's grandma and I had such a Bond. Like it was insane. Most people don't talk about this, but like literally, if I got upset, if I got frustrated, if I just wanted to vent or bullshit, if I wanted to talk about books or movies, or whatever, we had such a phenomenal relationship that easily two to three times a month we would talk for like a whole hour. Just the two of us. We had such a and I've said it like a billion times already, but I can't express to you how much of an amazing bond I have. Same thing with my godmother. Well, I should say my great god. So in Spanish it's called a Mavina. Um and so technically I have two sets of godmell, I Had I shouldn't say I have. I had two sets of godparents. I had the two the set of godparents that was given to me when I was baptized. Um, and then my dad has his set of gods. And I'm trying not to make this messy. Work with me, right? So basically, my dad's godparents their their son was my godparent, and obviously his wife. So basically, both sets of godparents, but they were you know family, right? And so I. When I was really, really little, I couldn't say the names. I still can't even roll my R's even though I'm Spanish. It's like the one Spanish fail I have. So I would call my set of godparents, Nina and Nina. And I would call my dad's set of godparents, Mavina and Pavino. And my godmother, Madina, I was early, early teens and twenties. And that woman was such a fucking force to be reckoned. She was one of the first managers when she was working at at t in like the sixties. She was a fucking breadwinner. This lady was like a legit OG boss woman. I loved, I loved her to pieces. You can tell there's a theme in my life of like being obsessed and attracted and a lo- just falling in love with really strong older women. And I asked her like, how do I do this? How do I do that? And again, same thing. What I would do is when I was driving home from work um because at that time I used to work in Tampa and it had like a 45 minute drive so what I would do is I would take her I would call my Mavina up I would put her on speaker um because again this is pre-bluetooth and I would talk to her for like 45 minutes once twice two three times a week and I would drive home or drive to work and I would talk to her and we would just talk and talk and talk and I have such amazing memories from it and one of those things again if I'm archiving that love trend let's call it that you know is this watch this watch she bought me it's a black cute little leather watch it can't be worth more than like 25 bucks when she bought it but that watch to me it brings so many memories of joy and love and conversations and laughing with her and venting to her and saying how the fuck do I manage all of this you know I want to be a professional I want to go to college and do it full-time I want to work full-time how do I do all of it because I'm not available for anything less and she was just again phenomenal strength in my life and so every time I look at that watch or I do wear that watch even you know occasionally now I don't wear it as much just because I don't want to I'm to the point where I don't even want to replace the band much to so like if I wear the watch occasionally or I look at it it's this trigger is memory palace of all these amazing things and emotions and feelings and it brings me so much comfort even though she's been for a very long time now but it brings me so much joy and it's something that's sad so for me, archiving love is this going to be this basically theme throughout the rest of my entire life until the day I die of if you really want to get to know me, look at what I keep, look at what I save, look at the photos I take, look at the videos I t- look at what I focus my life on because this is my, this is my world. You know, all these pictures, Ben Kill, he hates it when I do this, but like I have tons of pictures of him sleeping with the babies in the bed. So Holly and Demon, they'll be completely like sprawled out all over him. Kinko's will be on top of his head. Angel when Angel was alive and Binky. You know, I have pictures of me sleeping in you know sleeping and my cats are in my arms like children like these memories these photos these videos mean literally the world to and they are everything you know they're everything to me especially when again family members have passed or my fur babies have passed so to me archiving love is archiving such a big part of my soul that again when i created the course i was like okay well how do i do this so that a it even translates because unless you're listening to this episode or you're reading the sales page listening and looking to the name of archiving love love might just think like oh that's a really cute memory let me go ahead and shove it and put it away. It's not that. For me it is truly archiving a bit of my soul so that if I need it like there's times where I'll get really really sad that Angel he was my cat I had him. I had, He was given to me on my 12th birth and he was with for 19 and I talk about him on the sales page I talk about him in the course And, you know, I talk about, you know, the grieving process of what it looked like to have him pass. But again, you've got to think I had this, this cat, he wasn't even a cat, he was my baby. Like, fuck, he was my baby, right? I had him for 19 years. I haven't even been with Ben 19. I mean, we are coming close. We just hit 15, but still 19 fucking years. He had slept with me. I hadn't been more than apart from him other than a handful of vacations. I didn't go away to college traditionally. Like I literally, like the day I got married is the day I moved out of my parents' house. Like super old school. Spanish traditional, right? So Angel has been with, well, not now, now, but like he had been with me my entire fucking life. And so being able, especially when he passed, being able to go back and Sorry, I'm trying not to cry. I promise no more crying, but like being able to go back and look at those memories mean the fucking world to me. Uh, Brock, one of our first mastiffs, he passed from a blood disorder that again, no one even knew he had. And unfortunately, by the time we found it, it was too late, there was nothing to do. But like having those memories, having all of these photos, all of these videos, having our, co- you know, our baby's collars, footprints, things like that, like mean the fucking world. So my thought process was, well, if, that is my view and my mindset and part of my soul. Clearly there's other people out there that feel the same way I do and maybe they could use some of the tools that I use to go ahead and you know to organize all of this stuff, curate it, archive it, whatever word you want to use, right? Because it's one thing if you have all of these videos, all of these photos. I don't even pay attention to how big my stash is, like my treasure trove of memory, but like it's big and if I had it just all dumped in a quote-unquote whether it was a physical or digital pile then what good does it do if I wanted to go and look back at pictures of Angel and me when I was fucking 16 years old and in cheerleading how am I gonna find them you know if I have that thought and I have that memory I'm like oh it'd be really cute to see Angel when I was 16 if I didn't have everything organized and not in an OCD way but like in a super easy manner if I didn't I would never be able to find it or it would take me like way too fucking long to find it and then the the joy i get from looking at the memory would be overshadowed by the frustration i have of oh i can't get to my memory i can't get to these little love trinkets and these tokens and these things that mean so much to me if it really means my, well, my thought process is, if it really means that much to you, you make it super easy to act. And again, I am all about easy, timeless methods. That is probably one of my other foundational pieces of who I am. If it's not easy and it's not timeless. Now, easy doesn't mean that you don't put work. Easy means like you don't complicate it just for the sake of conflict. But if you can't get to those memories, what the fuck good is? it? Right now, and this is why I wanted to record the episode in January, I am going to, uh, my mother-in-law was telling me about a website where I could buy An old high school throw from the high school Ben and I went to, because again, adorable and retarded. We went to elementary, middle school, and high school. So from fifth grade on, he has been in my life. Um, Whether we hated each other or friends or even, you know, when we started dating, obviously. Like, I wanted to take all of those high school t-shirts because I kept all of them. Whenever Ben was getting ready to throw something out or whatever, or, you know, I would talk him out of it, but we kept them. I kept all of our high school shirts. So what I want to do is I want to take all those high school shirts. I already found a lady in town. I've talked to her. I told her what I wanted to do we talked about photos and layout all I need to do is buy a throw and what we're going to do is we're going to take that throw we're going to take the high school t-shirt because we're starting to get super old now because I'm not like you know fresh out of high school so we're going to take those shirts and we're going to uh, organize them so that she could go ahead and quilt them to the back of the throw so then that way I can have my throw because I'm I'm totally in love with throws but I'd love to have that throw as like a decorative piece so that these t-shirts of you know all throughout high school you know to your senior high school shirts or at that happens in Florida. I don't know if it happened. Same thing for him and I've got a couple of his football jerseys and stuff like that. I want to take all of those shirts and I wanna make it so that if I wanna look back at all of our high school shirts of how my nickname even from like OG days was Feisty and Ben's was and all of those things, I actually have access to it. Right now they're sitting in a closet. That does me no good. So what I'll be doing again in January is I'll be walking you through the process what of what I of what I'm doing to archive those physical memories like um we're helping my parents move out of one of their storage right now and into their home and part of it was oh my god they have all this stuff and it's like okay well everyone always has like, even the most decluttered person ever has stuff right but like I want to keep all these memories These t-shirts I've been lugging around for the last x amount of years right um I've got probably every birthday card and I, I sound like a hoarder and I don't mean to um but I have like every birthday card all of our cards for our wedding I have uh, Christmas cards or get not get see, but like uh, congratulations on your new job cards all of those cards right I have three freaking totes of all those cards saved I'm gonna walk you through the process you worry I've had to take them there's demon <laughs> but I'm gonna take all those cards and I'm gonna walk you through the process of putting them either in a scrapbook or different ideas of what you can do to go ahead and again if you want to save all your cards like me I love saving my Christmas cards I started doing this thing it's super freaking cute um I got it at bed um not bed but I got it at uh, Barnes and Noble. It's a certificate of spousal, 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 that word, recognition, and it's these cute little tear-offs, and basically it's, um, it says, for the noble sacrifice in the name of our harmonious union, shouldn't say marriage, it says union. And what I do is, like, every time something cute happens, like when Ben hit his million dollar year, I created a little quote-unquote certificate award, and I have the date on it, I sign it, and, you know, depending on what's going on in our lives, like, we were into, you know, doing welding date night so I wrote like your hot welding chick and like I you know I I archived a memory so if I go back and again he'll think I'm crazy now but six years from now you know he'll be like oh that's so cool you kept it but I have all of these cute little special oh my god that word (laughs) I have all these cute little certificates of moments in our lives where he helped me out at work he did something cute for me at home or he hit his million dollar year and again it's this little archive this little treasure trove of a memory because it's cool you know again I had the foresight thank god one of the things I did is I kept I think like 80 90 percent of all the love notes we wrote to each other in high school because again this is high school pre- not pre-cell phones but basically you like if you really wanted to woo someone like you didn't just text them you didn't you know there was no dms or anything like that to slide into you wrote them a note and then you would fold it into like a little football and you would give it to them between classes or whatever or you would have your friends deliver it between class so like i have pretty much i think all except for two or three all of our high school notes of what we're writing back and forth to each other i love you it's the cutest thing like i have so many amazing memories and i have them and I'm able to bust them out every you know year two three years and be like hey babe do you remember when we wrote this and it's so cool to see how our lives have evolved and grown and how our love for each other has just gotten deeper and you know it's just one aspect of things obsessed with again archiving that love so the entire point of all of this and why I went on like two massive tangents about squeaky pigs and dragons and treasure troves and memories is my intention for you if you whether you decide to do the course, or you decide just to take the inspiration from this podcast episode, or maybe even because of the season that we're in and it's the holiday, my intention for you is to take things that you find important to you. So maybe you're not a photo, like I'm a photo person, even though I don't really share a ton of it online, like I'm a photo person and I'm a physical items person. So again, the little love notes, uh, the special recognition certificates, get word, you know, t-shirts from high school. So I'm a physical trinkets kind of girl. So whatever your thing thing is and Again, I'm, I don't know because I'm not sitting there with you, but whatever your thing is, I want you to be able to go back and in a bad day or even in a good day, go back and look at that memory and go, man, that really means a lot. I can't believe this happened. I'm so happy I have this memory, blah, da, da, Like, okay, so another one, for instance, I have a photo from uh, our wedding and it's me and both my Madina and my Pavi. And that is last, because they lived in New York before they passed. That was the last photo I had at my wedding of us, the two of us, well, the three of us together. And that photo, again, means the fucking world. Both Ben's grandparents have now passed. The photo that we have with him and his grandfather and his grandmother, again, mean the fucking world to us. So I want you to be able to look back and go, yeah, you know, I wish that here, but I'm so grateful I have this in the And then probably in the next couple of months, I don't know when I'll release it. um, But if you buy the course, you'll get access to Lifetime. So I could have 50 videos, you know, 10 years from now and you'll still have the same, you know, access as you do today. But basically what I'd like to do is after I go through how to archive all the physical trinkets or physical photos, I really want to start getting into archiving your family's history. One thing that I do regret is... Ben's grandmother basically never held anything back from me, she told me that she used to be, uh, run a whorehouse, again, such a badass woman. Uh, she used to run a fucking bar, woman was like a legit OG. So, you know, I have all these things, but what I didn't get from her is I didn't sit down or I didn't even make it any type of practice to kind of preserve all of, you know, who was her grandmother, who was her great grandmother, where did she go to school, blah, dah, da da. all of those kind of like little messy details that especially because because it was pre-cell phones and pre-internet, all got lost. I didn't archive that. So instead of repeating that mistake, what I'm going to do, I have one surviving grandparent. Um, all my other grandparents have passed. Of Ben's grand, I'm going to work the best I can. Um, unfortunately, she does have dementia, but I, I'm going to work the best I can to see what memory can get out of her. Because being Hispanic, you know, my, my timeline, depending on where you're looking at, I'm either second generation or sometimes first generation on stuff. So. My mom was born in Puerto Rico. So I'm legit like first generation stateside, if you want to think of it that way on my mom's side. And then, you know, obviously she has brothers and sisters, but from physically my mother, I am the first generation to college. I'm the first generation to graduate. I'm the first generation to X, Y, and Z. So my mom's history being Hispanic and being from the islands is completely different than my dad's. And my dad's, um, his father, my grandfather, he was born in Puerto Rico. And then my grandmother, my last roommate, and grandparent, she was born in, in public. So, you know, on my side, I, I I come from two different sets of immigrants you know even though it's not the traditional sense of immigrants I don't want that history to get lost and time is kind of slipping my finger so my next big thing I'm going to focus on is how do you archive those memories so that when Ben and I have kids you know they're probably by the time Ben and I have kids you know literally all my grandparents will be gone there will be no one to tell them those stories and I don't want that to happen and love to be able to sit down and do the same again do it with Ben's parents and my parents because again there's so many things that make that person who they are and I can appreciate the good and the bad and I don't want lost so it goes back to me being this little dragon archiving all these amazing trinkets so that you know I can pass them down to my kids we can pass them down to our great-grandkids and all of that and you know who Maggie was who you know how the Stevens line became how the order Perez line became on the Spanish side none of that gets lost your culture your history you know the, the makeup of who you are and how you are in this world and where you're going doesn't get so with that being said me sprouting out about love and, and treasure troves and dragons, i want to give you i was trying to keep this one a little bit short but you know who cares it is what it is right and the message is what the message so i want to end this one with three journal prompts to help you kind of think about this and like i said if you're interested in the course if you have any questions feel free to either dm me on instagram dm me on facebook or pm whatever they do. message me on the interwebs through the website, through social media, it doesn't matter, whatever's easiest for you, I believe respond. But definitely check out archiving love and with these three questions in mind, kind of think of in the background, you know, where are you? What memories are really important? That if you had the opportunity to go back and preserve them, you would. What could you do going forward? You know, again, I can't go back and preserve the memories from my godparents or my grandparents. It happened by the time they had passed before I had recognized what level of importance. But I can go ahead and archive this from my parents and from his parents. So then that way that generation and whatever stories they know from their doesn't. So think about that as you're, you know, you're saying these answers out loud or you again, just like everything else, I'll have a picture. The journal prompts will be a downloadable photo on the webs. Click in the show to grab it. But journal prompt number one is what for you is overwhelming about storing your photo videos? What is it? What? How is it overwhelming? Is it you don't know how to organize everything? You don't know what to keep and what to save? You don't remember to take the photos because god oh my god, that used to be such a right? So what is it about archiving the things that most to you? What is it that makes it overwhelming? Journal prompt number two, what, what to do with all, what do you want to do with all the physical, stuff that you want to keep but you don't know what to do with it, right? So, do you have it all like me? Do you have all your high school t-shirts in a pile that you, you don't know how to do with? You know, maybe I can give you some ideas. Do you have love notes from your spouse? Do you have um I don't know, concert t-shirts? I mean, I have Again, I have all of our concert tickets saved and I have a bunch of really cute concert photos throughout the year. So like that's going to become a collage, you know, putting that part of our house. If you have all of this physical stuff, but you don't know what to do with it, you know, what is that? What does it look like? And then that way maybe you can get some ideas or maybe I can give you some idea of course on what to do with those physical. And then the last general prompt question, how can you get your family on board with the process? So Ben for a very long time hated when I would take photos, like I don't like the way I look or this or that, right? He was very shy. In private sense. But when he realized I'm not taking all these photos and blasting them on the internet and sharing, you know, I would consider sacred person, he's like, yeah, I can tell pic- picture, but it's different between telling them. And so once I got him on board, totally okay with taking photos, totally okay of taking photos with my baby, you know, my, my silly little love note certificate, you know, he, he got on board with all of it because I was able to explain how much it meant to me. And then what I'll do is every couple years is I'll bust out, you know, our old high school love notes and be like, look, this is from fucking 2000 and six. Look at this shit. This is amazing. Look at your handwriting. Look at my hand. Look at what we wrote to each other. Look at, oh my God, we were obsessed from day one. It's cool to get your family, whether a spouse, parent, or a sister, whoever, right? It's cool to get them on board for them to understand where you're coming from. And then obviously they get to enjoy some of the fruits of labor. So one thing that I saved that Ben never even thought of, and I always like to show this to him that he was like an OG entrepreneur. One is in high school, our senior project was to do X, Y, and Z, right? And so he, of course he didn't do the traditional. He ended up creating a business. And I have, I'm such, I have his binder from our senior project of our high school. And I have his handwritten notes and I have his pictures and I have his this and I have that. And so like, it's gonna be the coolest thing in the world one, to show our kids and be like, hey, your dad was a business day fucking. He knew it or not. You know, I, I saved this from freaking decades ago at that. But I saved this thing that made Ben a part of who he is today. So when your family can understand when you're coming when they can get on board with it then it's a totally different shift it's so much easier that even comes to family parting with photos or letting you access ph- maybe you just want to take pictures of them scan them and have your own copies of it when they understand again when they understand how much it means to you it's so much easier and you get such great buy that you don't really have the roadblock so with that being said i I love love I love archiving archiving on will continue to GI die and I hope that you go ahead hear how much and then with that being said if you didn't really check live or whenever you're this, right now as it's for the episode live a super super amazing sale going on. I will literally never sell it at this price again like the price is so low I'm, I'm not even gonna say it out loud I'm not gonna like it is what it is if you get it you've gotten a sick ass deal but definitely check it out I'm and the sale at the end of the year if you're listening to this post live check out this um, i really am proud and i'm really happy how however you can archive time all right have a good one happy new year have a burning question for me want that link i was talking about get access to all the resources and links that were mentioned in this episode and others over at margaretstevens.co And if you haven't, don't forget to sign up for my VIP list where I share special bonuses, pre-launch coupon codes, and advice I don't share anywhere else. Thanks for listening.